Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. You might hear just a few times today, but remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. I see YMI, which is, in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've liked to think of myself as a voice and a sounding board for business leaders, helping them add some color where I can to the world of SMBs. Every single Friday, one of my favorite things to do is offer what is left of my mind and my voice to a live weekly show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. We've been having a blast speaking with people all over the country who have great stories to tell on the business landscape. The summer is coming to a close. I've been trying to enjoy some time outdoors, hiked in the Catskills last week, Family and I just wrapping up our first vacation in a very long time. Kate May might still be in New Jersey, but just what I needed. Thrilled that we made it through the week without driving each other. Completely insane. Not like some of us had far to go, if you know what I mean. I got a little rest. I'm feeling a little rejuvenated. Let's rock out. In my travels, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs, it happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're so anxious to start the weekend that we sweep these little pearls of wisdom aside. They go under the rug. They get eased aside in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German. So I do like plays on words. Ha ha. Always Friday. But there is a little bit of deeper meaning here, people. There is method behind the madness. Shades are on. I'm feeling some freedom. It's ready. It's go time, baby. Let's just do this. Today's show, we're talking about Profit First Bookkeeping with Moxie. What is your SMB's purpose? What is your mission statement? What do you do to make money? Where do you see the best opportunity for profit? Sometimes bookkeepers don't ask all of these questions. They just carry out the operational tasks. Our special guests and her team not only ask these deeper questions, they help clients realize more profitability, more sustainability, and additional clarity on where their money is going, automate things where they can, but always with the human touch. There's no substitute for people. You guys know how I feel about that. Have you guys ever heard that talk is cheap? While we're on talkradio.myc, we don't want this to just be about talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the SMB landscape. Take it, create some more impact. Come Monday morning after we party this weekend. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that is going to solve all of their problems. The magic wand, the shiny new mousetrap, the new technology. One consistent thing that I've seen over the years Products change every single day in every other facet of our lives, personal, business, dealing with your kids. They change every single day. There is no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, keeping focus on the process that's going to help you achieve your goals and do so with as much ease as possible. As long as you do this, I believe the right products, they will present themselves when needed by the business. Everything begins and ends with the people. So... I do like to surround myself with some very good people. Uh, We have a great show for you here today. Joining me is Ian Price Murphy, founder at Moxie Bookkeeping and Coaching. So Ian teaches successful entrepreneurs a dead, simple cash management system that works with their natural habits so they don't have to learn accounting to become permanently profitable. You know that time is best spent serving clients, doing what you love. 
But knowing where you stand financially is crucial to success. Fair majority of small businesses fail because of cash flow problems. I think we've all heard stories like that. Ian and her team, bookkeeper certified in the Profit First Cash Management System, gets you an at-a-glance clarity without spreadsheets, empowers you to run your business profitably, guaranteed. Together, team helps organize your financial system so that it makes sense to you. You'll be pleasantly surprised by your ability to make quick financial decisions with confidence without waiting on reports from your bookkeeper. Whether you need a bookkeeper, have a bookkeeper, or are the bookkeeper, Ian and Moxie can help. It's time for radically kind people to become comfortable with money. Uh, Moxie specializes in helping purpose-driven small businesses, nonprofits, and creatives who want to build a meaningful, profitable business and to simplify their financial systems. The team realizes that organizations will often lack clarity with money stuff. The uncertainty can create some paralysis and impact the ability to really reach goals. The team provides training, actionable insight, and mentoring in small groups, one-on-one sessions. Go back to do what you doing what you love in your business and kick back knowing that you've handled the money stuff like the CEO that you are. Ian and team know just how small business works. As a team together, partnering can organize the books so that they make sense to you, not just your accountant, not just bookkeepers. You will feel empowered by your new understanding of the way that it all works, whether you choose to do the work yourself or not. Uh, Moxie believes in a very collaborative approach and encourages delegation, not abdication, open, proactive communication, and mutual respect. That's what makes the world go round. Ian is the absolute best person I could think of to chat about this today. As always, we will discuss my favorite questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What is your favorite musical instrument? And who is the artist you'd like to hear play it? From Brooklyn, New York, to Grass Valley, California, to my home studio in sunny Manalapan, New Jersey. Ian, welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you here. Great to be here. So I know you have very lofty goals of making this the best show ever, and I have no doubt that, that you're not going to disappoint. Well, I feel like maybe we're already done. Like you did such a great job with that intro. I'm, hey, that's it. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> I would do mic drop, but I don't want to screw up my whole setup here. Please, Ian, share with us a little bit of your journey into this, into this model, into this business. It's very cool. Great content on your website. Very actionable discussion. Talk to us a little bit about your travels. So I think the thing that I always think is most important to say is that I was not born a bookkeeper. I went to a liberal arts college in Manhattan, graduated with kind of a whatever it was going to take degree and, uh, you know, promptly started waitressing and bartending and doing all of those other things as I thought I might, you know, maybe you this or maybe that. I actually thought that I wanted to be a teacher uh, until I actually taught in a in a high school. And that changed my mind. So was that funny how that works? Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, So I actually got hired to to be a woman's uh, part-time receptionist. And that sort of turned into me being an office manager and learning a little bit of bookkeeping while doing that. But no one had ever told me anything about money management growing up. You know, I mean, I'm sure my parents at some point taught me how to write a check, but because I, I, I've written paper checks, that's my age, right? That's how old I am, paper check old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had no idea about managing money other than spend less than you earn. And so the, you know, the, the 
pearls of wisdom that I had been given was essentially that spend less than you earn, work hard and you'll succeed, follow your passion and the, and the money will follow. And other than the first one, I got to call BS on that because I worked really hard and was unable, no matter how hard I worked, to earn a living wage. That every roommate that skipped out on the rent or a phone bill, every time I changed apartments or changed jobs, every time I was sick and missed the shift, or if it was just a slow night and I wasn't making tips, I think, you know, working in a restaurant, the wage was like $1.20 an hour. It was something horrible. And so by just putting like gas and groceries on my credit card and trying to just live, I blinked and I was tens of thousands of dollars in debt and and no way out. So that actually led to me declaring bankruptcy in, in my 20s. Um, and that was kind of where I began to say, well, <laughs> that really sucked. <laughs> and I, oh, I never want to go through anything like that again. The debt was so stressful. Deciding to bank, it just felt like a, it just felt like giving up. It felt like I failed at life. And so I was like, well, I'm never, I'm never going to be in debt again. And I have done an amazing job over the last 30 years of learning how money works, business and personal, and making sure that I have a sustainable and profitable existence. Wow. It's a, uh... It's amazing how sometimes some of the biggest lessons in life get get like you know really beaten into you by oh, going yeah. you know, the road the road that's you know it's a rough travel, but I think it's it's put you in a position of power to really be a strong advocate for for clients because you know you have a, a great mantra about you of trying to automate things that can be automated and try to keep things you know, cloud based. I know that's something that's important to you, but. But also never forgetting that there needs to be the human touch, and and hearing a story like that is is kind of a powerful one. You know, some people would say, "Hey, why would I work with someone who who declared bankruptcy?" And folks like me tend to look at it and go, eh, "Because they're probably not going to want to be back there again, and they're going to know a whole bunch of things that people who've never been there don't know anything about." It also means that whatever you think you've done wrong, I've seen and done worse. Right, like there's no mistake you've made that I likely haven't made myself. <laughs> yeah, I can I can certainly relate to that. So this this profit first methodology, it's you know it's, it sounds like something that I've that I've heard in passing, and I know you guys are you know authorized and certified through this this type of system. I started reading a little bit more about it. You know, the book by uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher his last name, Mike Michalowicz. Is that right? Yeah. Ooh, you got it. Oh my God, two yeah. points. Transform your business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. Talk to talk to me a little bit about this. Yeah, so it's not a new system. It's the envelope system, you know that that my grandmother and Mike's grandmother used, and probably a lot of other grandmothers used, where you know you get a little money in and you put it into the different envelopes and roll those up and put them in the empty coffee can in the high on the highest shelf in the in the kitchen. And then when it's time to go to the grocery store, you take out the envelope for the grocery store and that's your budget. So there's no worry. You know, when it's time to buy school clothes, you pull out the envelope with school clothes and that's your budget. I think what Mike has done, and Mike is a Jersey boy, by the way, he's in Boonton. Represent. Um, 
what he did was he translated it for business. You know, people who are familiar with Dave's, Dave Ramsey, again, kind of know the system. It's Dave just talks about personal stuff. So, so Mike not only touches on how does this work for business, but also gives some really great parameters around how much should I be paying myself, paying for overhead, setting aside for taxes, setting aside for profit. And so when we're left to our own devices, a lot of times we're guessing and we don't feel that confidence of like, no, this is really right. We're like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I I don't know. (laughs) And so the book really, uh, I think, gives a really strong foundation of how to manage cash without assuming that you know or care about accounting. I think that's a good assumption for a lot of folks out there too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I I work with uh, many creatives. I know you do too. So it's uh, sometimes that's the absolute last thing on on the radar, and that's why you get such good magic. You know, yeah. But yeah, this is uh, it, it's an interesting concept. I uh, I look at the title "Profit First," and I I'm, I'm always a little conflicted because it's I'm a big people process than product, and I feel like a lot of times when people are chasing the profit, then they get very product focused. They start to forget about the people in the process. But what I like about this this mentality and this methodology is it really is still people first. Absolutely. If we sit out by, we sit out by my fire pit and talk about it for a second, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, you know, you have it actually written right on your right on your website. We believe in the power of people. So people first being the philosophy, you guys talk about automation, just making life easier in lots of ways. But humans care in a way that automation never will help you keep your eye on what matters the most. And really, to me, it's it's the experience. Now, you guys providing the level of service that you do, you don't get it from software automation alone. I think most people kind of grasp that, but still, there's plenty of folks out there trying to use the the new app, the shiny new mousetrap to figure everything out for them. And then they wonder why they're, <laughs> they have questions <laughs> come, come tax time and audit time and everything. So, but yeah, taking something that is complicated for many, especially in certain industries where they just don't want to focus on it. And rightfully so. It's not where they're, that's not where they're making money. It's not where their passion is. Right. But to take something that's complicated for most and make it fun, you know, again, things like catering to creatives as I do as well, very often, it requires a level of connection that other professional service providers may very much struggle with in your space. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing and how you're doing it. And it shows a great deal, even if, if folks go to your website, moxiebookkeeping.com, they take a look at some of the commentary that was left you know, by clients and folks that you've worked with. You know, just to give, give, the, give a little taste here, as a small business owner, I face challenges that I don't know that I could have tackled otherwise without Moxie's help. Their willingness to provide me the type of customized service I need is a true game changer. Absolutely enjoy my enjoying my time working with the folks at Moxie. To say that bookkeeping and money matters send me running for the hills is the understatement of the year. These wonderful people have made the subject accessible, as stress-free as possible, and dare I say fun? Who the hell says bookkeeping is fun? How'd you get these people to say this? I'm a magician. or something. I would recommend them to any business owner looking for help with their bookkeeping. But you know, another thought that I had here, and it was also exemplified in your in your testimonials, there's there's so many partnerships to be made. 
it, both with business clients that you work with and their trusted advisors. Trusted advisors, meaning their CPAs that some people might see as competition for Ian and Moxie. And there's a testimonial from a CPA on our website saying, my CPA firm has worked with Ian and Moxie for many years and have many clients in common. Her team provides outstanding service to creative and non-for-profit organizations. I always enjoy working with them. Don't really know how you can get a better testimonial than that. But again, it all comes back to the people and the relationships formed. You'll be in good human hands with Moxie. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Ian Price Murphy, founder at Moxie Bookkeeping and Coach. Stay with us. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. a conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness i'm sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant and on my show the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we will touch upon all these topics and more listen live at our new time on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time that's the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thursdays 12 noon on talkradio.nyc Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back everybody it's friday it's always friday it's me it's stephen fry your smb guy we're talking with ian price murphy founder at moxie bookkeeping and coaching uh ian this profit first methodology just to go back to it for a second uh uses some some interesting formula it's it's, you know the traditional thinking I, i looked this up sales minus expenses equals profit it says the problem is Businesses are run by humans, and humans aren't always logical. I thought that was awesome. It says sales minus profit equals the expenses. And then it said, just as the most effective weight loss strategy is to limit portions by using smaller plates, the philosophy shows that taking profit first and apportioning only what remains for expenses, entrepreneurs will transform their business from cash-eating monsters to profitable cash cows. 
I thought that was phenomenal because I've interviewed a, a fair amount of health and wellness folks on my on my show here. So I just I just thought that was funny. Yeah. But uh, Ian, this is the method part of the show here. So the science behind what you do, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? And you know, we know about this this profit first thing. Definitely want a little bit more on it. I know you have another philosophy you like to uh, abide by: uh, breathe easy bookkeeping, which sounds awesome when used in the same sentence of of bookkeeping and accounting and all that. But, you know, lay it on us. Give us the method behind the madness. Yeah. So I think, you know, the you said something interesting in the last section, which I think is important, which is, you know, the, the wording profit first does turn some people off. And, you know, when we, when we implement it for nonprofits, we use the terminology purpose first. But part of my whole thing, as you referenced in the intro, is that it's time for radically kind people to become comfortable with money. And that means being comfortable with the word profit. I actually believe that money is a force for good. It's not neutral. It was designed to do good things, like like a hammer is designed to do good things. Can you use it for evil? Sure. <laughs> I live in Jersey. I know that. Right? <laughs> but it's not what it was designed for. And so profit in a business needs to cover most times uh, for most companies, growth, stability, emergency savings, owner's pay, taxes, like, like all of these things, purpose. So I don't like it when people sort of shy away from that word. It's important for us to do that. So how we get people comfortable with it, because I'm one of these people, as I think a lot of people are, where um, my mindset only follows evidence. I can mantra my way into a blue face, but if I don't have the evidence backing it up, my, my subconscious will get bored and be like, nope, not true. So, so profit first, you know, understands that we as humans are complicated little creatures um, and says, great. So, you know, rather than leaving it in one big pile and making you do math in your head, which I know you don't want to do, I'm just going to say when we get paid, I'm going to take a percentage and put it aside for profit and into a, into a separate bank account. And I'm going to take another percentage and put it in a, a second or a third bank account for taxes. And I'm going to take another percentage and set it aside in another bank account for owner's pay so that what I'm left with in my operating expense account is what I can actually afford to spend. Now I can't overspend accidentally. Now I can't forget about a tax bill and be like, I, I got to borrow from myself or skip a paycheck. Just by slicing that pie up, you know, and, and hiding the cookie jar in the cupboard, <laughs> you, you have these natural boundaries in place. It doesn't mean you can't go use the other money. It means you can't go use the other money by accident. And that shifts dramatically our behavior. Super simple. You know, it's, it, it's something that's come up time and time again here, the concept of reaction versus a response, Reactions are very often just emotionally driven, just outbursts when when the situation's at hand. It's you, you get you feel like you're backed into a corner, but a response is a an actual engineered system of this is what happens next, and it just it's held in such a more positive light than a reaction. Like anytime something's a reaction, do you ever hear it being positive? <laughs> Rarely. <laughs> right. So. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a very important concept. And I, I do like the idea very much that profit first does coincide with purpose. And it actually, I saw this commentary on, on the book somewhere, you know, with the cash management philosophy it, it and system, it creates long-term success for businesses by putting the profit first. It doesn't mean take a profit at any cost. It means protect the company profit by setting it aside first, because the profit ends up feeding your purpose, exactly. which when you don't have to stress about that too much, I'm willing to bet decent money that it gets people in the right mindset. Absolutely. And it reduces the stress and the confusion and the fear and the frustration and all of the negative stuff that is what people really don't like around the money or in the numbers, right? When you redu- remove all of that, it sometimes people even think it's fun. <laughs> and I have seen people uh, attest to that. So, you know, for the people who do think that numbers are fun, who can't get out of their own way, who think that they're reinventing the wheel and they're dead set on continuing to use Excel and manual spreadsheets, how do you help them overcome? Maybe that'd be a more of a madness segment discussion. But, you know, as far as the, the methodology, because I know you're kind of really passionate about getting people moved to the cloud and keeping things real time updated, which I believe is a, is a good mantra and a good focus. Talk, talk, talk to us a little bit about helping people shift their mindset as far as spreadsheets versus cloud-based real time. I mean, I think one of the secrets to my sanity and success is that I don't try to change people that don't want to change. If you really are dedicated to that, you know, God bless you. Go on, go on with your bad self. You referenced earlier health and wellness. It's the same thing. I'm not going to come in here and tell you how to get a healthy business, tell you how to get stronger. You know, if you're going to ignore all of the good advice, that's, you're taking somebody's spot who wants that and is willing to put in the work, um, you know, and it's my job to make the work as little as possible and to get the best results. So uh, some of it is just understanding what it is you're giving up by choosing to ride in a horse and buggy instead of getting in this shiny new car thing. <laughs> so for the for the folks that that, you know, I'm, I'm with you, you can't change people who don't want to be changed. But do you help them somewhat evolve? And by and by that, you know, I'm, I'm picturing the traditional, you know, business person who's been around for three decades and likes to consider themselves technology inept, even though they probably have a smartphone that's controlling half of their life and listening to half of their life. But do you then, it's like if they're dead set on using spreadsheets in Excel, do you say, hey, at the very, like, let's cool, let's cool, let's do it your way, but at least let's at least set up a Google Drive where we where we see everything in real time. No go, right? No go. No go because that's me enabling your bad choice. You know, again, someone else is happy to work with you at that level. What I do love to say is you know, you called me for a reason. You were referred to me for a reason or you were attracted to this system for a reason. So, let's take a look at why and let's just do a quick thing where I will show you how to do this. And if the, at the end of that, you never want to do it again, you don't have to, but I want you to have the choice because my strong suspicion based on my decades of experience is once we do three sessions together of how easy it is to do data entry into a software, you'll be like, I got it. I can totally do that. Yep. And I I think you make an important point and it's, it comes along with Knowing who's a really good fit for your model and knowing who's just not a fit. You know, it's, it, especially when you work in a service business, 
as I have for many years and a lot of my colleagues and a lot of folks that I work with referral partners, some people are a fit, some people aren't. It, it starts to feel like that real big sales pitch type of thing that's very product focused where you're trying to shove the square peg into a round hole. So I love that you you stick to your guns that way and it's be like, hey, it's it's cool if you don't want to do it this way. It's like there's somebody who's a fit for you, but it's not me. A lot like dating. <laughs> I don't know if we could go there with bookkeeping and accounting. <laughs> too, too, too much, too much X-rated debit and credit discussions. Uh, but uh, no, it's 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 a really good point. It's you know, know knowing the audience, but also knowing yourself and knowing where where you're going to put your best foot forward is is really important. So we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with a little bit of the uh, the madness. Now that we know some more of the method, with Ian Price Murphy, uh, founder at Moxie Bookkeeping and Coaching. Stay with us, everybody. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Ian Price Murphy, uh, founder at Moxie Bookkeeping and Coaching. Uh, dynamite discussion so far, Ian. Love it. We're going to dive into the madness a little bit, uh, the artistic observational part of the show, stories that you've seen out there. Before we get started here, just to touch on the madness piece, 
you want, want to talk to us a little bit about these affiliations you have at the bottom? There's like, you're, you guys are affiliated with everything out there. I, <laughs> I, I, I started making individual pictures and my computer crashed. Like, so uh, yeah, what's, what's going on? Like you guys are affiliated with everybody. So, so yeah, I'll just go left to right on them. Zero is the software that I love the most. We love them. We use them internally. They're, uh, they're the alternative to QuickBooks online. So they are definitely the David to the Intuit Goliath of QuickBooks. Um, but they started in New Zealand and they were designed by accountants. Uh, one of the things I don't love so much about Intuit is that they tend to purchase small companies and sometimes they decide that they don't want to keep them and then they just end it. Uh, and sometimes they incorporate them and then don't really bother to do anything with them. So QuickBooks Online, for anyone that's been around for a while, may remember back when that was a bad product, bad, not worth it at all. Right. Then Zero showed up and said, we're great though. And uh, then it, it awoke the sleeping giant. Uh, the next series of improvements that happened on QuickBooks Online were all direct borrows from Zero, And, you know, but they still have never consolidated or, or streamlined the, uh, what you see online for QuickBooks, which drives me bananas because I used to go back and forth between desktop and QuickBooks and they would call it something different and put it something different. And so I just feel like Intuit a lot of time has this attitude of what else, where, where are you going to go? And, <laughs> and so I go, I'm going to zero. Um, <laughs> nice and simple, isn't it? Nice and, and that's simple. zero with an X, right? X-E-R-O. X. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, but we are still affiliated. Obviously, we are still QuickBooks Online certified. Um, the next is one percent for the planet. That is our uh, phil- philanthropic mission. We donate one percent of our total revenue, not of our profits, but of our total revenue, to environmental causes. Um, and from there, you can see it's Carbon Fund, and and we've got some Best of awards. And uh, uh, yeah, that and, one I did single out because I thought that was there really you cool. Go. So expertise.com, yeah. best accountants in Brooklyn. That sounds, sounds hey, badass. It, hey. is, it is kind of badass. I think so. Um, and we've gotten that two different years. And then the last one is Wiser, which is a consulting group that I do some work with. Wiser Mazers or is that? Yeah, I know they were. Wise, it's Wiser. It's a, it's a fun. Oh, Wiser. 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 We are Wiser. Oh. Ah, you know what? Not to mention it, I do remember reading that. So, why is her oh, clever? Very cool. So, you know, in in the madness that we have here, uh, I always think of the immediate questions that I that go into my head for bookkeeping and accounting professionals. You know, I think I start thinking of the people that show up with their financials written on napkins, like from the restaurant, hospitality, leisure industry, and they start asking for complex cash flow statements. I think of the old school cash registers and all of that. And, you know, as we were just talking about in some detail, manual spreadsheets with formulas that have been broken for the last eight years. But or those big green sheets even that stretched out as long as your arm. Oh, you're still getting people bringing those to you? No, wow. no I don't. <laughs> And I know that because I know there's no way you would stand for that. That's right. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about about some of the the madness that you've seen. No subject to taboo. Let, you know, lay it on us. Let, let us know what you're seeing out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I we definitely get calls for people that say, "Can I bring you my shoebox?" And the answer is no, thank you. So we we do a really good job of uh, qualifying people before they get in too deep with us. 
um, you know, we're very clear that we only work virtually and, and we got a lot of pushback from people um, uh, until the pandemic. And suddenly people are realizing, oh, I actually, I actually don't need you for that. <laughs> I actually could send you an email or we could use this crazy technology called Slack or something else. <laughs> and it's, and everybody's doing just fine. In fact, we've been able to, you know, service a, a much larger number of clients because we don't have to commute anymore, which also means I don't have to charge you for a half a day to show up because I know that I can't fit more than two people in, in a day. Absolutely. Um, so, so I really like it because I think it helps me fulfill my mission better. Um, and most people just want the problem solved. They don't really care how it's getting solved. So if someone says, well, I have, here's a client I had just, just two weeks ago. Here's a good madness story. <laughs> this client has been calling us for a while, you know, saying we'd like to get started. We're not really sure when they wanted us to sort of help bring their bookkeeper uh, into the 20th century. She, everything she did was on paper. She would print out every email. She would handwrite every check. Um, you know, her, her passwords were on a notepad with scratches out and replacements and I said, you know, let's let's move you online. He said, well, I just invested all of this money in in the new version of QuickBooks Desktop. And I was like, okay, you know, the, I I think you're throwing good money after bad at this point. But listen, it's your business. If that's what you want to do, fine. We can always remote in. Then he changed, and they're a tech, they're an IT company. He changed the computer that the QuickBooks was on so that it was on a new server, and it broke everything. Their payroll no longer worked. You know, the sync to the bank no longer worked. All, and and coincidentally, at that same time, the bookkeeper said, I'm giving you my two weeks notice. So, <laughs> so because of that delay, it's now an emergency, you know, and now he's spending much more than he ever would have if we had done this in a calm and and monitored way, you know, but but we're all just kind of laughing about it. And he's like, oh, you're twisting my arm, Murphy. And I'm like, yeah, you, you, this is you shooting yourself in the foot, man. I mean, I'd love to take the blame here, but I don't think I, I don't think I can. And, and so, here we go back to the reaction versus response discussion. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're moving them online, but of course, you know, it's technology when it works, it's great, but it doesn't always work. So he has a data corruption and we actually have not yet solved the problem for him. Um, so we don't yet have payroll up on the new system where now we're working in this double system. We're logging into his system for one thing and going online for something else. And oof, it's costing him so much more than it should. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how many SMBs that I've spoken to around the country look at payroll and related functions as a very commoditized type of deal, which, you know, there's been a lot of reason for that and how services have evolved over the last 50, 60 years. But all it takes is one little event like that for it to, for it to, you know, the panic button gets hit so many times. It's just like, what do we do? What do we do? It's just like, how about listen to folks like Ian? Right. You know, so, so part of the reason they're in trouble is because they were doing the do-it-yourself payroll. And so even though this is one of, you know, my favorite, right? Pennywise, Pound Foolish. Even yeah. though they were saving money on the subscription, like, 15 bucks a month, maybe, who knows? They were paying their bookkeeper to do all kinds of stupid stuff, logging in, paying things that bi-weekly, you know, if you, something's late, now there's a, I was like, you guys just move online to a cloud-based done for you. Like I don't, I don't do payroll. 
because it's going to cost you too much for me to do it. That's one of those things we can just automate, right? Have a payroll company that this is all they do 24-7, and then I will help you with the part that uh, that is needed of let's make sure it's brought into your accounting software appropriately so that you're getting the answers to the questions that you're asking. Like you don't need me to calculate federal unemployment tax for you to understand things. You know, it, it's the questions that you're asking, the data that you're seeking. I, I think a, a big f- funny discussion there is that people don't know what the hell they're looking for. They don't know what data they're seeking. They're not sure what it is that they're looking for. I I mean, they may not know the exact answer, but they know they don't want to have to think about it. They know they don't want to stress about it. They don't want to keeping them up at night. They don't want a tax bill they can't pay. They don't want a surprise annual expense that they forgot all about. They don't want to skip paychecks anymore. They don't want to take their pay last. All they want to know is, how much did I earn? Actually, let me back up. All they want to know is, am I okay? Yes, Am I on am I on solid ground? And often we check that answer or try to get that answer by saying, well, how much did I earn? How much did it cost me to earn that? How much did I have left over? What did I spend that on? And then how much is left at the end? But but fundamentally, it's am I okay? And so that's the question that I try to answer. And what's funny is that's not a bookkeeping question. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I guess if, when you're phrasing it that way, am I okay? It might be a you know psychiatry type of question. <laughs> well, I think it's a CFO question, right? It's the <laughs> yeah, it's sure. the space it's health, sure. Yeah, it's the space between bookkeeping and and tax accounting that most small businesses have zero support in. And to me, that's where profit first fills in because if you are implementing profit first appropriately, you only need to pay attention to two numbers: have you hit your sales target? And is your bank balance above the minimum that you need it to be at to know that you're gonna you're, you can get through the month? That's what answers. Am I okay? The bookkeeping I can do is all of those other questions. How much did you earn? You know what what ways are you earning in? What's most profitable? You know, sort of looking at the. I mean, even that's a little CFO. Book, and people mistake bookkeepers for CFOs all the time. Bookkeeping all the time, is yeah. from entering it into saying. This report is clean. Do you want me to explain it to you? People go, no, I got it. But what do I do about it? That's no longer bookkeeping. One thing that I've seen also consistently happen over the last 20 years, especially small, medium-sized business, you're going to talk about 10, 20, 30 employees, if you will. The person who wears the finance hat not only wears multiple finance hats, call it CFO, you know, controller, accountant, bookkeeper, whatever, all in one. A lot of times that person's also wearing the HR hat, which is, it's, it's crazy sometimes. Like you, it's, yeah, it's, it's not just like a, a haphazard, like, you know, get, let's take a stab at this type of thing. It's both of those things. If you're talking about the human capital management side yeah. and then the actual fiscal health of your business, I would think you'd want to button that up, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, and the desire is there, just not the information about how. Yeah. And uh, and you know, again, like the the how, more of the method behind the madness, like some of the, the rhyme and reason. It's just, and there's sometimes there's just not enough hours in the day for something like that. It's like, if you're talking about 
you know, bookkeep the you know, bookkeeping, the tax accounting, the space between being a CFO functions and all that. There's a lot of ground to cover there. And then you start to and then if you have somebody who's wearing that hat and the HR hat where it's recruiting, interviewing and selection, onboarding, you know, benefit implementation and separation, it's like how the hell can that person possibly get everything done effectively? You can't. Yeah. So I, thank you for illustrating that point. I love the world. Of, <laughs> I love the world of outsourcing, and I know you do as well. Focus on what you're passionate about and what you do best as a small, medium-sized business, and let folks who do this all day long, every every day, really help you with a lot of the burden stuff. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Ian Price Murphy, founder at Moxie Bookkeeping and Coaching. Stay with us, everybody. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. theme song yeah i know you do welcome back everybody it's me it's stephen fry your smb guy we're back with ian price murphy founder at moxie bookkeeping and coaching she's just remarking on how awesome she thinks the intro music is i always think of it as like a a a funkier bassier sweet home alabama it almost sounds like (laughs) (laughs) but hey what are you gonna do so don't forget if you guys like entrepreneur related discussion you like talking about small medium-sized business stay with talkradio.myc for the 12 o'clock p.m eastern show jeremiah fox on the entrepreneurial web bound to get some pearls of wisdom from jeremiah and his crew but 
Back to us here. We're going to wrap things up with Ian Price Murphy from Moxie Bookkeeping and Coaching. So, Ian, this is the message part of the show where we like to give folks weekend insight to really make a Monday impact. The weekend's about to start. Cocktails are about to start flowing. What can people take away over the weekend and put into action come Monday? Lay, lay some wisdom on us. I'm, I'm a huge fan of baby steps. I'm a huge fan of make the structure so that failure is impossible. And so I think the best first step is to say, I'm going to log in and reactivate that business savings account that I got when I opened up my checking account that has $96.15 sitting in it doing nothing. And I'm going to take 1% of all new income from now on and put it in that savings account. And I'm going to watch it grow and I'm going to get inspired and I'm going to go, could I do 2%? What about three? What about five? What about 10? It always sounds so simple, doesn't it? It is simple. <laughs> no, it's, it, it is simple. And it is, again, going back to the idea of, you know, reaction versus response. It's an engineered response. It's like, that's something you have to program. It's a good habit with repetition that just becomes kind of second nature. But it's, again, it still revolves around the people. People have their own stories, their own motivations and all that. It's like you can do a lot to bring people into the 21st century and to bring things cloud-based and have, you know, do, communicate virtually in a very effective manner. But they have to really want to take actionable steps forward. Yep. I, I mean, and I think we really help with that. You know, that's uh, the system itself is no secret. You know, a lot of people say, oh, don't ever tell anybody the how. Of course, I'm going to tell you the how. But the reason I'm comfortable telling you the how is because I know you're not going to do it on your own. I know you're going to come to me and be like, I tried. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't like doing math. I think I, you know, I, it's looking better than it was. I've got this money now sitting in this savings account. And that has motivated me to say, how much more, how much better could I be doing if I were intentional about this system? And if I got someone to give me the shortcuts, somebody who's already been doing this a, you know, a million times with a million other people, what do you got for me? And I go, I got you. I know exactly what you <laughs> It just takes so much of that guesswork away. And when you're a small, medium-sized business owner, leader, even employee, when you have all this guesswork and uncertainty and speculation, it promotes stressful environments and it promotes reactive decisions, which, you know, again, we keep bringing it up, but it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really help as, as, as far as you know, really keeping this stuff in order goes. Yeah. So, you know, the, I, I love the idea of the profit first mentality and that it's not, you know, necessarily, Hey, take, take all my money off the table for me first. It's just really being conscious about where it's going and why, and, you know, reducing a lot of the question mark around, am I okay? Yeah. And here's why I think it's important and why I, I think, you know, it's not just about you taking everything home. Before the pandemic, we were a, a bookkeeping firm that offered profit first. Since the pandemic, I've decided we are a profit first bookkeeping firm. It is no longer optional. You don't have to do it with us, but you have to do it. And the reason is in the first few weeks when everything was shutting down, I was getting two kinds of phone calls. Uh, one was a totally stressed out business owner who says, I don't, I don't know what to do. I guess I have to shut my doors. 
I don't want to lay anybody off, but you know, I've already given everything I can, you know, I've got nothing. My health is failing. You know, I'm so stressed out. What do I do? And it's like, well, (laughs) it's hard to bake a cake when you haven't brought me any eggs. Like we can try. It's going to be a little funny looking, but we'll, we'll make, we'll make food. I don't know if it's going to be cake. The other conversation, which also often involved tears, but it was tears of frustration rather than desperation, were this changes everything. I'm not sure how to handle this. Can we talk through some options? Because I know that every decision that I make from here is going to have a huge impact on how I come out of this. But it was already strategic. It was already forward thinking. And they had all of the ingredients to bake a beautiful cake, you know, every single one of those businesses came through the pandemic just fine. The only businesses on my list that closed were people that were not using Bravo first and did not have the savings or a plan. Yeah, it just it just sounded like, it, you know, two very black and white discussions. One was reacting to the situation and one was responding to the system that was created. Yeah. So I love it. I think it's very valuable. Uh if you guys want to get in touch with Ian, you look up moxiebookkeeping.com, beautiful website, brilliant content, great blogs, great stuff. Uh, if you guys want me to hook you up with Ian, you can text SMB guy, all one word to 21,000. You'll get my contact information and some related show tidbits. But before we let Ian go for the day here, we're going to have some quick fun and revisit the answers to my favorite questions. Uh, who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you like to hear play it so i gotta say that most of the folks i speak to when i ask them these questions they start rattling off answer upon answer and a lot of times i want to kind of integrate all of them and i try to that wasn't what happened with ian actually uh so favorite tv movie or tv show character she said maud from harold and maud so not a movie that i was familiar with until we started talking about it But the plot revolves around the exploits of a young rich guy in his early 20s named Harold who's intrigued with death for whatever reason. Harold drifts away from the life that his detached mother prescribed for him and slowly develops a strong friendship and eventually romantic relationship with a 79-year-old woman named Maud. A Nazi concentration camp survivor teaches Harold about the importance of living life to its fullest and that life is the most precious gift of all. And there we go. There's some pictures of of me with Maud. There you go. Soundtrack by Cat Stevens. It's a must watch. Must watch. And yeah, soundtrack by Cat Stevens. So some good tunes there. And re- really, like in in to layer the Maud response, you also said any sassy old lady. So we're gonna come back to that too. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think of anything really sassier than this whole situation. Uh, it was labeled as a very funny comedy of the absurd back in the day. So, so along the same lines you, you, with the sassy girls, you mentioned B. Arthur, who was also Maud on her own show and the Golden Girls, uh, as well as Angela Lansbury from Murder She Wrote. So, you really do like these sassy old older women, don't you? And I'm I'm noticing a death theme too that I had not realized before. Yeah, really dark, man. Like, is it? Is I yeah. It's, it's the Brooklyn. I blame Brooklyn. <laughs> It's, it's like the Brooklyn side versus the Grass Valley, California side. It's like a, <laughs> it's the angel versus the devil on your shoulder. I totally get it. So, it, yeah, I guess it's no surprise that Ian's favorite movie is Harold and Maude. But I wanted to throw in another tidbit here because I thought it blended in really well with the profit first mentality, actually. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, 
But critically and commercially unsuccessful when originally released, the film developed a cult following, including Ian, obviously, and in 1983 began making a profit. It was released in 1971. The film is ranked number 45 on the American Film Institute's list of 100 funniest movies of all time and was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress in 97 for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. How crazy is that, that it was it was not profitable and then profitable 12 years later? Doesn't it feel like one of the clients that would call you? <laughs> Hopefully less than 12 years, but yes. Yeah, right. Or one of the prospects, I should say. They probably yeah, got prospects. screened out. Like, oh, it's been 12 years since you looked at your books. Yeah, you're good. We're, we're all good here. But yeah, move, moving things right along. Yeah, one more picture of uh, me, me and the lovely missus here. But uh, favorite instrument and artist, you said the cello. Yo-Yo Ma, which I was having trouble getting uh, your face onto Yo-Yo Ma. I figured that's probably a good thing. That's close enough. (laughs) But uh, American cellist, born in Paris to Chinese parents, Juilliard School of Music, Harvard University, performed as a soloist with orchestras around the world, recorded more than 90 albums, received uh, 18 Grammy Awards, considered to be a child prodigy, since I could put your face on him. I came This this was a puppet that I found out there. Uh, But then this one kind of... This one kind of blended in with the vintage uh, ladies motif, which I do prefer vintage over old, but uh, just a little, little old school back here. Beautiful. But, uh, you know, it's, I, I figured it was very appropriate. But, Ian, thank you so much for joining us again. You guys want to get in touch with Ian, moxiebookkeeping.com. She's all over social media. You can text me, 21,000. Uh, text SMB guy to 21,000. You'll get the contact information. We'll hook you up. Uh, we will see you guys next Friday. Uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, after Tommy D, Philanthropy and Focus, and before Jeremiah Fox and the Entrepreneurial Web. Have an awesome holiday weekend for Labor Day. Get in those beach rays while you can. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next time. that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history. 
its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 